This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you, Rabbi Ryback. I echo Rabbi Ryback's uh, excitement about this convention, this conference, this chance for all of the Manalim to get together. It's a very special, special two days that we could spend together. And it's a great schus that we have of Aaron Lapiansky, Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva Greater Washington, joining us. I do remember, I don't know if Rabbi Lapiansky remembers, the first time Rabbi Lapiansky came to a Torah Masar convention. Ten years ago? It's a little over ten years ago. And I was sitting in the uh, split rock in that tent area with Yitzchak Merkin. I was talking about issues I was having as a Menahel. He said, Rabbi Goldberg, he said, Gidon, he said, I'm going to take you to Aaron Lapiansky. I want you to ask him the questions. And I want you to tell him what Menalim go through in America. I remember that. And I remember speaking to Rabbi Lapiansky, and I remember the aids he gave me. I remember how he listened. I remember the questions he asked. And fast forward years, and I know when I've called Rabbi Lapiansky, I've seen the exact same interest in who I am, what I am, what I need, and the needs of Klai Yisrael. And I watched tonight when Rabbi Lapiansky came to the to the this asifa, and I saw many menalim come to him, greet him, say hello, asking questions, alluding to questions that were asked. And Rabbi Lapiansky has become a uh, use not the right term, but a go-to person, someone to go to who understands the needs of Chinuch in America. So very happy to open our sessions here with Rabbi Lapiansky. And as uh, Rabbi Ryback mentioned, he, the, the Roshiv is going to speak to us, and afterwards he's going to ask, answer some questions. We, have, we do have some questions that were submitted, but we'll also, if time allows, the Roshiv has agreed to take questions also from, from the floor. Talking about questions, there was a Rebbe that once asked Rishtayman, could I quote a Shaila that was asked for Rishtayman? Was she okay? Okay. So he asked Rishtayman, he said, he said, what should be done with students that continuously interrupt our classroom on a daily basis? Should such students be thrown out of school? And Rabbi Steinman answered very clearly. He said, the outstanding students in the class are your bonus. It's our pleasure to teach them. The average students are the reason why you're getting paid to teach. The challenging students, however, are your olam haba. Beautiful statement. I happened to hear, I was by the home of Shimon Glick in Muncie where Steinman spoke to, and I remember when he asked that, answered that question. So what I'm saying to Rosh Shiva is that's a Rebbe asking a question. Here we have Menalem. And we have those students. But we also have those parents, and we have those board members, and community members, and a whole history of a school that we're dealing with. And we have to remember amongst ourselves that that's our Olam Haba. And I'm appreciative that Lopiansky appreciates that. And he's willing to take the time from his busy schedule to come to join us today. Thank you.
Um, I'd like to share a mice my father's kind of Rocha told me um, my father was born in he lived in grew up in Lita, he had a family in Lita's first family until the war and he told me that in the ghetto the Rabbi Vron Grzynski was in the hospital the, the Nazis had beat him up terribly and in the end they burnt the hospital down with him and so on but there was like a, a, a a group of Yisraelim were wandering around the hospital. These were kids who basically had not had fathers, and they served Avram. Now, Avram had a tremendous hadras ponim. Avram was, and they said to him, Zede, Zede, Efshevelste unser Tate. Zede, maybe you become our father. And he told them, Kinderlach. And, you know, you, you wonder some of the questions that come up now, and sometimes it's just hair-raising, and you ask yourself, is it that we didn't know better when we were younger, and we thought everything is okay? Is it, is, do we have more challenging questions? Um, there, there was a... Uh, someone told me a, a recent story with Ramesh Shapiro, I don't know if I want to be my fire at the exact question, but it was one of those more hair-raising questions that come up now. And he looked up and he said, It's a really sometimes you just sometimes you just feel so so I don't know, I, I see it as more a do redden learning from people who are sick in it. But but the 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 type of things that we have to face with in in in, in trying to Get a get a a tshuva. It's not always easy. So I, I see the question and answers more as a dibuk haverim than than a questions and answers type of thing. I guess we the, there was a topic picked about burnout at the end of the year, which is universal. It's something which is uh, you know obviously it's not something that everyone. It's long hard year. It's brutal. Um, the Rebbeim and Talmidim, Menalim and Rebbeim, Menalim and parents, all, all a year's worth, it's, it's, it's tough. And it becomes, you know, it, it sort of sloshes and slogs. And try to think a little bit about how to approach it. It's something that's, quote-unquote, built to the system. So I'd like to ponder it in the following way. Be'emis, if you look about it, the parashas B'chu and all of the Teichacha actually, when you ask yourself, what is it coming for? So you have B'chu it's Timasu, Mishpatis, Tegol Nafshechem, Mius and Gal, which are both not expressions, it's not as if there's a Yitzhahara. So normally you think of doing a various Yitzhahara comes along, this Yitzhahara, that Yitzhahara, the other Yitzhahara, and pulls us away. Um, or a person doesn't believe or whatever. The, 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 the Mios and Goal are very interesting. And the flip side of it is, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I won't be nigal from you. So there's a different dynamic here. It's called Mos, Gol, 
something that you don't normally talk about or don't think about in terms of um, Yitzhara, Ra, and so on. So I think the, the Torah is speaking, is referring to that, this dynamic. Our bodies, our neshamas, everything about us is built so that um, we are nehene from chidush, and we begin to reject routine. Um, let's take a simple dogma. So somebody walks into a very, very fancy restaurant, and they serve madani malachim. And the person is mamish uh, obsessed with it. Imagine that the same thing is going to be served every single evening. Very soon, the person is going to say, you know what, I'll have a tuna fish salad tonight. Leave me alone with it. it I, I don't want to say but I, th- I think everyone, everyone can, can think about it. What's the pshat? Um, it, 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 our mitzias is that we reject things that are monotonous, regular, no chiddush. The, um, it's, it's true on a mental level. A person does not notice things that are regular. Um, I used to live, you know, it's a Sorol Nazar so it's like over a valley, and there was a mezzanine right over there in Shemnat Sadik, and five times a day it would blast. We'd have guests who sleep over, and they say, wow, five in the morning I woke up. I know how you can sleep. I said, what? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Oh, no, you can't hear it? I never heard it. I heard it, but my mind didn't process it because it was regular. Um, it, it, that was, I had friends in Lower East Side who grew up on the, next, to the, next to the subway tracks, the, next to the bridge. They never heard a subway because that's where we were built. Nafshis, people who, who go through difficult kufas, people who went through the war, they became numb at some point um, because that's the way we built that the minute something has no chiddish to it, it just either passes out of our conscious or it's something that we, um, we reject and we, and, we, and we begin to despise. So mos and gil are when you reject something because you don't want it. It's not we want something else, you're not tempted by something else, it's not that you have bets and a problem, it's something you just want to get rid of it. That's very fundamental to human nature on every level. So the same thing happens with Torah and Aveda. Um, it says, you come to Israel, we lay it on Tisha B'Av. You, you become, it becomes old, and, and, and that's its mitzvah. So what's, what's the etzit for it? Like, what, what's the, how do we counter it? So the Torah talks about Amelim B'Torah, and I want to try to describe what Amelim B'Torah is. Um, Amelim B'Torah means that anything that requires Amel means it's going against its resistance. When a person is coasting, um, if a person is on a Ice and ice, and he gives himself a push. There's no amelos to keep going. 
we, we know from science, things that are moving keep moving unless something stops it. So any movement that is consistent and there's no resistance to it, there's no amal. When you have something that you need to push against, that's when you have amal. It says, Adam amal yulad. And it's something that I feel, unfortunately, is a side remark, is, is not understood well enough. The Torah goes through a few havaminas, and the Gemara ends up with a malish al Torah. But the original statement is true. Adam la amodulad means a person who is not producing is not a person. Ashay misha malabatayra. But when you have a kid who's not being amalbatayra and he's not being amal, that's terrible. It's destructive. I'm sure everybody knows it. To, you know, to, to say that it's better for a kid to do nothing than to, than to do X, Y, Z, which has some sort of sasakana, it's a real problem. Adam Lomel Yulad means a person is born in order to keep meeting a challenge and accomplishing. The chiddush lies, the chiddush of... of um, uh, the, the, the chiddush of a person's chiyos lies in meeting a new challenge and doing something. Um, so, 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 so the process that gives a person chiyos is a process of uncovering something new, accomplishing something, and so on. How do you translate it in the world of Torah mitzvahs? So there is no mitzvahs are exactly the same as they were. Um, you can't be mechadish any mitzvahs because that would be that would be baltaisif. There's no chiddush mitzvahs. You can't be mechadish anything in mitzvahs. The only thing you can be mechadish is in Torah because how we look and understand something, that's something that can change day in, day out. And it can. Torah has an infinite amount of ways in which to understand it. And every time you understand it differently, it gives a person a certain chiyas. Um, when, we, when we see and understand something differently. So part of our own problem is, and I know it as, as a Rebbe, as a, it's you want to have your shurim set. You want to teach over the Masech as you know. It gives you a certain cushion, a safety cushion. It allows you to feel... Um, that you're not pressured, you're not super pressured, and, and you're able to, um, you know, to, to have some breathing space. It's hard to, you know, the first year or two of teaching, uh, you know, something is, is tough because you have to prepare material and, 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 and see what works. It doesn't work and so on. So we tend to fall into a routine of teaching over the same thing again and again in the same way with the same points and so on and so forth. It's easiest for us. But that's exactly where a certain level of tedium comes in, and this is where v'noishantem uh, comes in. It's something that um, b- b- it does not allow for chius, doesn't allow for creativity. The other possibility is to try each time and to prepare anew. That's tough. It's difficult. But the only time we can teach and feel some chius is if we ourselves feel it. The excitement of seeing something new um, is, is, is something that everyone has. 
Now, it also depends, obviously, what level you're teaching. In a doima, a rebbe for an eighth grade, where he could learn Chumash and say a different shot every year, or whatever it is that he wants to get across, to someone who's teaching second, third grade, where you, where you have to stick to some basic points that you want to make. It's not an easy, it's not something that's easy to, 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 to uh, adapt across this spectrum, especially at elementary school, where you have really a range of kids where the learning is from the lower grades, where it's kind of very set, to the higher grades where you have uh, more flexibility. But for people who have flexibility, to understand that if every year they have to relearn it. So obviously you're teaching the same, so mesechtas go and, and come and go, but at least chumish or things like that. But, but if you decide every year to, to go with another peerish on a personal level, it's something which gives you a nuchias. It gives you ischachas. If you're mischadish, it's much easier to give it over to the kids. So that's one nekuda which is true for everybody's avarius Hashem. Every Pesach, every Sukkot, every Shavuos, if we look at a different Indian, a different, a, a different Machshava, a different Deher, it gives us a Chiyos. Every year we have a, a, a different way of Dehering it. Very few, if any, other people that can have the same exact Machshava and really be on fire. Not, the the, the Hayb Neshamas that, that, that are living in a different world. But for us, Having a different perspective is the only place where it can be chiddush and chiyus. So one one is to be able to grow personally with chiddush. It is at the expense of the security of, of having everything set and, and fixed and so on and so forth. I'd like to add one other nekuda, possibly a, a, a sort of an attitude, an approach that that would be. Um, that might be very helpful. Um, let's 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 take again. Let's take our own situations in life, and let's compare two situations. When someone asks us to drag in stuff, there are, there are boxes that have to be dragged into the house, uh, or or I don't know, garbage has to be taken out for Pesach, or something which is a, a, a work that has a lot of you have to do a lot of it, and it's difficult. It tends to get more and more difficult as the more and more you do it. And so at the beginning you do it okay, then, it, then, then, then okay, and then it's, you have to schlep yourself now, and a lot of times you just leave it. So the, 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 the person's eagerness and the person's um, energy goes downward. Let's take a different example. Imagine a person has... Um, he has a project to do. He wants to build a, a house, a tree house, or whatever it is. So you think about it, it's the other way around. When you start, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. As it gets closer to being finished, you, you get more mocheshik. When you're doing a report, when you're doing something like that, the closer it is to being finished, the more... Um, the, the, the more energy you have. What's the difference? Like, how come? So the difference is because when the work is measured in quantity, in an aggregate, then A, at the end of it already, you're not really gaining much. So I dragged in 40 boxes, I need to drag in 50 boxes. 
doesn't so outside didn't do the last ten boxes. There's no, there's no, there's nothing good about dragging in the next ten boxes, unless maybe tomorrow you won't have to. That's the only, the only nacham is that if you do it now, it's like you don't have to do it tomorrow. But other than that, it, so you're already tired from dragging in forty of them, and the and the other ten are not that significant, and and they don't mean anything. When you're building something, so when you start out. There's a lot of raw pieces of wood and things like that. As you see it completed, it becomes more exciting because you're almost there. That's one of the reasons why the, the type of, of, of hep that these charity drives and, and um, the, these raisins and charity drives, whatever you want to call them, they generate that people, as they see the number, getting close to the number they want to achieve, they, they, they get more gishmak because you're almost there and you've accomplished something. So since you set the goal at half a million dollars, so you almost have that half a million dollars. So the difference lies in is finishing the job, completing some item, or just adding quantity. So the chachma by the numbers is at the end of the day adding quantity, but somehow you make yourself a goal, and this goal is, is, is it. In learning, it's the same way. It's one of the reasons why... My father was a kind of racha, for those of you who uh, uh, learned in the mirror. In those, in those days, my father was a very big, he, he was a very big proponent of pushing learning the Masechta over the year, learning quicker. My father didn't, Rebbein Shpinkel, he did not, he didn't express himself usually about why he held certain things. He just held it to Dava Pashit. But on this, he once told me, he said, a younger man is missing three days in yeshiva because his kid is sick. So he's in the hospital, the kid, three days, and so on. Has to do it. He comes back to yeshiva. He can't figure out what he missed. So he says, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll take another three days vacation. Now, they're still, they're still hacking the same toysfis. So what's the difference? What he meant to express was when you don't see an accomplishment... So, so when kaching and learning, harving and learning are, this, are, are words that describe a never-ending, ongoing process, so it's nice to talk about the Ein for Torah. But, you know, a little more insight, a little less insight, it's, it's, you know, the, the, it's fine. I'm, you know, it, how can you tell me you know, he has more insight, less insight? It, and psychologically, a person does not really um, feel the, the push to do more. I once read a uh, long time ago, uh, I was a young boy, I read a book, I, I don't remember the, um, I, I, don't remember the I, I remember basically, it was, I, was, I was really a young kid, but it, it was a book about somebody who had invented something to make you live forever. And the politics was that they only gave it to hotshots and big people, and there was one senator who was a uh, Democrat, and he wanted it for the Hamaynam, and everybody should get it, v'chula, v'chula, v'chula. That was the basic story of it. I, the, I don't remember what happened at the end, but I remember one piece that struck me. The senator decided on an offshot to go visit one of the people who got it. So he went to the house of a very famous composer. He was the god Dor in composing music. He had gotten it 20 years before the age of 80, and he came to visit him. So he looked elderly, he looked 80, but he was fresh and spry, and he was sitting and working and working. And he asked him, what, what were you mechadish in, in, in those 20 years? 
So he said, I'm still working on the first note of my magnum opus. He said, the first note? He said, what's the rush? And I stuck. I, 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 was, I, like, I thought as a peldeke, I, I thought to myself, maybe that's why there was Misa, was Nigza, and Adam, so that, that there's a safe and the person has to account for something. But I, I remember thinking about it. There's a tremendous difference between just doing things or accomplishing specific, specific goals. So, again, it obviously depends on the grade level and so on. But when you, when you can structure the, the, the learning of the year so that you accomplish something, you learn this peric and you were tested and they know it, or, that, or whatever it is where the structure is that you're achieving something, and, and, it's in, and, and, it's, and it's within reach, like this month or two, it's in reach, it energizes. You feel very, very, very good about it, and you want to finish it. You want to be able to say, we finished all of Makis at, at some grade level, and the kids tested, they knew it. They got at least 80 or whatever it is on the test. The kids know Makis, or a Peric, or, or whatever it is that, it, that, 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 that that's a goal. So when we structure our learning as just sitting and learning, then I was once at some sort of symposium and someone asked, uh, it was, I think it was the book of the Torah, someone asked, so let's say I've been sitting five years and learning and it's natural, I go there, I know something of those lines. I said, you know, the only thing in the world that's measured in years is a jail sentence. There is nothing, no, 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 nothing else is measured in years. What do you mean? You sit, like, it, just the attitude of it. I mean, in college, you got a degree, you got this. I learned through Nashim, I did the Bavis, I, 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 I did Yeridea, I did Tarubis. We tend, I sat five years. It's too easy. And the Mela, emotionally, we don't have that drive um, that, that to, to be able to get to something. When we structure our um, our th- th- learning it with clear, good, concrete goals, so yes, improving the skills in Gemara learning is is definitely a, a very important goal. But the difference if I improved it forty weeks or forty one weeks is hard to quantify. So so when the goal is just a general goal, like. We we we, um, we 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 they improve the Gemara skills. So obviously that's the core of it. But the difference between a day more off and a day less off is hard to reflect on it. But when I say this is what we have to finish and this is what we did, and again, do it has to be done in a way where it's honest, not just I zoop through four blatzos saying that we finished the the, the, the period. But but it's real. Whatever it is, that I think becomes something that becomes energizing. Because A, you're getting close to the goal, and there's a real reason why I should roll up my sleeves and work as hard as, as I did before. These are two general approaches I think could be helpful, and, and um, I'm sure you probably have better ATSIS, but it, and it, it's something which in, 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 every, in every yeshiva setting, it's something where they, you know, in yeshiva dole, it's the same thing. And the Zman tends to sort of um, drag a bit, it tends to um, become less well attended and so on. So both Nekudas, the first Nekudah is in general being able to have Nuli Mudim as opposed to the comfort and convenience of relying on the old is helpful because you yourself get a Gishmak because you, you're seeing something you didn't see before. And secondly, structuring it in a way where there are clear goals 
that are achievable and they're, they're, you feel you get something helps that instead of the curve going downwards, it tends to go upwards. As you get closer to being able to, to achieve it, you tend to push it up. If I only push a little bit more, I think we can actually come away with this and this and this. Those are just two, two things that might, uh, might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I would welcome on these questions of the oil would weigh in. I, I, I mean, I'm here to learn as much as as much as the. Thank you. I'm going to turn this around because it's a different Thank you, Rashida, for the words. Um, if anyone has specific questions for what Rosh Hashiva said, hold on to them, and we could uh, review be able to answer them. Okay. So, we have a number of questions that were presented. Um, we have Manalam here, and some of them touch upon your experiences, some of them don't. So, please. Bear with the questions, and if you have questions you want to go further into the discussion, we can do that also, correct? Okay. So let's... I'm sorry, yeah. Can we say no to parents that will not have anywhere else to go in the immediate community? They'll need to take a 45-minute bus ride, and to not accept the child to help protect the yeshivas tell me them. So, like one of these questions, it's something that has a lot of points to consider. So the first one is, how does the yeshiva see itself? Um, for instance, by us in the community, we feel that we're the only yeshiva of its type for the community. And the general policy is, anyone from the area that we feel we serve as Greater Washington Area we need to have a very, very, very strong reason to say no. Um, and it's Aleinu Haraya, so to speak, that it can't work. Being that we're the one school, so we feel very strongly we have that Achrayas. And, um, and that's a very strong Achrayas. The, the kids coming from, let's say, Baltimore, which is about an hour away, we feel somewhat more of an Achrayas than other places, but less than local. And then from out of town, it's, you know, we, we don't feel a particular crisis. If we feel it'll work good, if not, not. So it really depends, first of all, if the school is set up as a school serving a community. So 45 minutes is Bidarakal, a different community, unless, you know, the, it's, it, it's, it's sort of obvious it is one community, but if it's not, we do have a stronger crisis. A lot of times, it's very hard because we're not getting bedava. Sometimes a kid is just difficult. Sometimes it's just a question of reputation. And sometimes it's a question that the, the child is actually, the converse, really, really um, damaging. So w- you need to weigh these things. And it's very hard to give any klolim, um, whoever is the person who is the... the, the, the Rav, the Astero, that's behind the institution, needs to weigh cases like that. But generally speaking, the, the one point that I do think is important is 
if you are the community school, then you have an achrayas towards all the kids. Um, and, it, and it's all of Haraya that the kid um, is, is so difficult that, you know, that, that, that the, the kid needs to go someplace else that's an hour away. Yeah. Please. Please introduce yourself when you speak. Mandy Levine from Las Vegas. How would we monea someone from moving? Let's say for an elementary school. So it's a very difficult kid. So don't move there. What would the should say about that? Move somewhere else. So I don't think the school can tell a, fam- a family usually moves in for whatever reason unless the community is built we have in Israel they have what's called vadat kabbalah that to move into neighborhood you have to meet the standards of the of the of the vadat kabbalah i don't think in america we have that so you know it's it's you can again if the kid is past a certain point of difficulty um, then the school can't but if the family moved in so you, you, the halachically, if you move into settle, you're part of community. I, I don't believe there's a way halachically we can tell people not to move in the community. The only way you can actually, it used to be in Europe, was for economic reasons. If someone there's not enough parnas to go around, but for other reasons, you, you can't. It's not. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, you can just not accept the kid. And at the male level, they won't move there. Okay, so that's in other words, if if they if they're not living there yet, but they're planning to live there. Then it's one thing. Then if this, then you have no here. But once someone has settled, he settled in because he found a job here. This way he wants to live in like his community. Then the kid becomes an achrayas. Yeah. What about if it's a more modern family that will start pulling the school down? They'll bring the chevron and the the the. The Manal doesn't want to take them in because he's very concerned so about the yeshiva. Somebody no, somebody from the community that now lives there. That's a good question. Right. But, but you're going to destroy the school. Okay. The, the, the Ramal is. That was your question. Okay, so. I'm sorry. Once I introduce yourself, I'm sorry. From where are you? I know Gustin, but I. That I know. That, that yes, I know where Rizal is. Where are you? <laughs> where, where are you? Ayeka. Okay. Um, so, a if it's a community, again, if it's a community school, you're serving a community. You can make Durham about you know, things that behead you that you can't do in school and so on. But part of a person's shikul, so you move into community X that has one school, this is part of your cheshben. The kids will be friends with other kids. There are more modern kids in the area. It's, it's a small town, so everybody's friends with everybody else. There is no way that the school cannot take the kid. If the kid comes and does things in the school that are behead you wrong to do, it's one thing. But if it's just this general sense of things and so on and so forth, the school can't reject, I think, and, and um, it's part of Shikul. When people move out of town, one of the things I have to take consideration is the kids will have, in, in the school, there'll be kids that are very different. I mean, as Chatoini Maska I grew up in RJJ, um, 
my class had everything from Siddish Rebbe's children to Mechal HaShavos Vahesia. And, and plus. Uh, and I don't think that any people would understand. And there, it wasn't, what? We have a, a not J person? <laughs> um, you, no, you went to Ajay Madur Basra. That was a school on Ramah. They didn't take modern kids. They, in, in my days, the, 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 the school had everybody. And, and uh, the kids who graduated went anywhere from Lakewood to NYU. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it's hard to imagine it today, but, but that, was a, that was a sense of a crisis. Um, if, you're, if you're in a town and it's part of the Shikula family moving out of town, your kids will be exposed to more modern kids, and you have to decide, is it good, is it what you want or not? There's no way you can make a school, one school, and keep it on a Ramah where a modern kid can't be there. Let's move on to the next question. In recent years, it's become increased awareness of mental health, as well as there is destigmatization, destigmatization of therapy in the front world. People are willing to go into therapy and send their children into therapy. Well, it's definitely a good thing. What two-part question? What we do to ensure that the dangerous shkafos of secular field of psychology don't seep into us? They don't replace us, Torah. And the second part of the question: and how over therapizing? Over therapizing in situations where every issue is viewed as a need for therapy. So it's a complex question. Um, I, I think it's one of the areas that we missed the boat on a lot, big time. Um, if we would have anticipated, and we still haven't done it, if we would make McComos to train people for um, therapists that are both on a high professional standard and have a Torah perspective, we'd be a lot further in the game. Um, a cardiologist is very nice if you have a from Yid, it's very pleasant, but if he's not a from Yid, if he's not a Yid, as long as he's a good cardiologist, it, it's not uh, so what? A therapist, you can't separate the person, the shkafas, the body language, the words, um, everything from the tipul. If we would have done what we should have done 25 years ago, we would have created Moistis that would do the best. To produce, to produce a therapist that's third-rate professionally, but he's very early young man, is great for supporting him. But, but you need a therapist. To, to have wonderful therapists who, who are very effective, but in, not in the direction you want them to be, then, then, then it's, it's, it's worse. So, we, unfortunately, I don't think as a from community we invested enough, as an Erlich community, we invested enough in it. It's an upcoming thing. The, um, it, it, it's, it's one of these mixtures, Le Marshall, um, when you're looking for a good doctor in a specific area. So, you recognize the first thing is that you're an Amaretz. The second thing is, you look for someone that you trust and understands to guide you. So typically, if you have a friend or acquaintance who's a doctor that you trust and know, you'll tell them, I need a cardiologist. Who would be a good cardiologist? This is my problem. You usually tend to use an intermediary who understands these things and helps you. We need to identify um, people who, who are like that. People that are understand the mental health world, understand who's effective, who's not effective, whose guidance is suspect and who's not, and, and work with those people. That's the only aids that we have, because we're getting more and more of it. 
it, the, the word mental health therapy is complex because there's one type of one type of tipul where a person is really off, but there's not there are, there are lesser things where the mental health therapist knows how to work with a child on a regular basis. A rebbe and, and, and school staff cannot work with a child on a regular weekly basis. There's no time to do that. So if a child needs help with, I don't know, getting his act together, nothing major. So the only person you can get is a person who, 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 who has the time and charges for it to do it. Um, tachlis. So, so sometimes the over-therapizing is something which is just because that's, we've come to realization that sometimes an Eitzatayev alone is not enough. You need somebody to, to, to stand and to do it with you. Um, and it's just like you have a physical therapist. A lot of physical therapists could tell you what to do, but you're not going to do it. If he sits with you and he bends your back backwards and forwards, it, it works because he's there with you, he's on top of it, and he makes sure you're doing it, whatever it is, however often it, it takes. A lot, of, a lot of that is that. It's not so much the eights of taiva as much as just working with the child. So, uh, it, it, so, so we're confounding sometimes some of the therapies simply just working with a child and building up certain skills and, and, and things that are missing. But of course, the, the, some people use it as an excuse for shortcomings. Um, and, and, and it takes chachma to distinguish between the two. And, and, it's, and it's good to have somebody who's a mumcha and understands, understands that world and, and, and understands when and who and so on. I think it's, it's invaluable for every person in to have people like that. Not the one, he's not the, he's not the therapist he's going to use, but he's the person that he can trust to help him. He can run by something and say, you know, this kid, this, this is the issue, and it seems to be going on with the therapist. What do you think? It, it, it's helpful because the person understands that world, understands what your problem is, and, and can give you some, some intelligent uh, um, understanding of it. Have two questions. Yeah. The first question, as far as you need to zero in and find those therapists, if you're in a metropolitan area or an area with a lot of hidden from you, it's easy. When you're out in different cities that you represent, there's no one from out there. Right. So how do we how do we maneuver that to make sure that those dots cover is still prominent? And, Sometimes you don't know what happens in the therapy session. Correct. So, so it, is, it is a problem in, in an out-of-town community. We, we, for a while, had the problem by us. We, we did not have any from therapists. Baruch Hashem, graduates at Yeshiva over the years, some have gone into it, and Baruch Hashem, we have some very funny in the light that work, and they're actually very competent. Um, so finding somebody that you build up a relationship with and you feel comfortable with the person... Um, it tends to be usually somebody from the older door, a little bit older person, not a person who's who's caught up with the with the, the, the what's going on now, but a person who comes with some is usually closer. Build a relationship with him and get a feel what the person's weaknesses are and so on. It, 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 it's critical. There is not a today. There's not a massive where you won't have quite a few kids in school going to therapy, and as as the mechanic, you really want to know what's going on. That's one of the silver linings I found of, of uh, COVID. 
Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. And you can, yes, Baruch Hashem, you can do, you can get from people on Zoom, and, and that is a bracha, yes. Okay, next question. Can the rub provide? Can I ask a question on that? Okay, we'll take the question. You understand? Yeah. Is it, at least at the elementary school level, it appears, uh, let's say watching for the last 25 years, it appears that children are now coming to school and Yeshiva said kids are just don't have it together and they need someone to work with them. It appears that, not blaming, but that parents are, for whatever reason, abdicating certain responsibilities, and the children are coming. We didn't used to have social skills classes because children understood social skills when they came, and so on, many such things. Is it too little, too late? Is there a place for us to promote active training for parents so that some of these issues can be handled in the place that they originally intended to be handled? Um, I'm a bit pessimistic about that. Um, it's because, for many reasons, and again, I'm a step, I'm a step removed from parents, even though I live in the community, so on a personal level, the, the, the high school has it runs on itself. I mean, it's kind of, it's part of the yeshiva, but it has its own, its own dynamic, and it's, it's that, I don't deal day-to-day issues. Um, the yeshiva dola, most of the boys, many of the boys come from out of town, so the, 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 the interaction with parents is minimal. Um, but this type of thing that you're talking about, yes, it's, it's common, and a lot of things that were elementary once upon a time, like the music of responsibility, the music of menschlichkeit, derech eretz, I'm talking about manners. Things like that is, is, is not... Um, so you can work with parents, but it's hard. It's 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 uh, they, they, you know people are set and they are who they are, and they hear what they want to hear, and and that's it. it I, I'm, I'm, that's not saying I'm, I'm pessimistic about it. You have to, then we have to start working with the kids. Explain to kids what's their heritage, what's not their heritage. We have to talk about things that parents would tell a child, but it's not and. Uh, you see it. The, the, the certain concepts that there's obligation, that there is manners of interacting with society, things of that nature are, are and unfortunately, even by, by very from places, has nothing to do with it. A, a, a kid has no sense of, of, of a world around him. He'll, he'll come into a store and kill the storekeeper doesn't exist. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, no, no sense of there's a world, and I'm a guest. No, I went in, I did this, hey this, hey that. One second. You know, it's, it's, it's your place. There are other people there. They don't have it. We have to do it, unfortunately. That's, that's part of our, our job. Okay, before we go to the next question, just there are SEL programs, um, social-emotional learning programs, that are geared for different age groups. Either there's Arcano, that's made by Dara Masara, it's in the doors, the upper grades, the second step, where part of the component of the program is not only working with the children, but letting the parents know what they're working on and giving them tools to speak about it at home. And that really would be helpful in such a situation. Will it place all the therapy? I'm not sure. But, but you need, for that, you need a parent who's at least 
understands, he doesn't understand. But a parent who not only doesn't understand, but he thinks he understands, then you really have an issue. And, you know, it, uh, it's... Uh... Okay. Um, can I, can I go back to the original question there about Gustav? Yeah. Shiva said that he's pessimistic about parents observing the question now goes back to the Rabbi Gluson's question should be asked again based on what the Rabbi just said in other words if you know that the full responsibility of taking care of the child is falling upon our shoulders the challenge of having a broad umbrella or a broad tech bringing children into school is that much more complicated because the parents themselves don't have that necessarily that sensitivity. So it's not that what happens is is that the school core hashkafos are not necessarily understood by the parent. You bring a family like that and they do three, four, five, and it's very challenging to to you can influence the child because the child will love the, the Rebbe or the motor. But you're not going to influence the parent and the parents is the greatest influence of the child. So again, the, the chiyuv and the achrayas to be mechanach the children, ever since Rabbi Shimon ben Gamla came along, is on the community. If the school is the school that serves the community, that's their achrayas. And yes, the school will 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 have a different shape because the kids that are part of the achrayas come in, and it's part of the parents. When a person moves to community, he needs to ask himself, who are going to be friends of my kids? Um, what's the what's the school going to look like, and so on? And th- that's part of 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 of, of the achrayis when you're moving community. You can't preserve a child in time. You won't be able to to, to play with Yankel. You won't be able to talk to Beryl, and and I won't let him, I won't let into the school if it's one school. I want it this. If it's big enough to have different schools, then a school can sort of map out its community. Our community are people who are like this, our community people like this. But when there's one school in the community, the highest of the kids is on us. Yeshua ben Gamla said in his time, you can't rely on the parents, it's on us. Financially, educationally, and so on. And we're stuck. The Gemara says, so I guess we, 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 Paul Karchan and Omin, that is Zachal Atoif. It's a, it's a, so they led to a little further, further, forward, better, excuse me. So the generation is called Generation Z, those born from 1995 and up. And they call it, they don't have moral dependency, because they've been denied the independence that previous generations enjoyed, such as free play and time spent off devices. So they say that this generation is more fragile, as we see, they're more sensitive to conflict, insults, and exclusion, and they're less adept at solving problems and less resilient, which is also part of the parents' issue. So they're weaker in a certain way, they're discouraged quicker. What can we do to help to the children gain these vital, as Roshi mentioned, there's certain things that they don't have nowadays that they used to have their children. How do we help them gain that? So a lot of times you have to Again, it depends on the age. There's a huge, and like, especially elementary school, the, the difference between a first, second grade to seventh, eighth grade is huge. It's a tremendous difference. One, one is little kids with limited amount of maneuvering space. One is older boys. But you have to, within whatever it is that they are, you have to be able to talk about things 
that they're not. What do we do in this case? Let's do this. You have to sometimes role play things that you felt it, like you said, you should have gotten at home, Pan should have done it. If it's not, we have to do it. And so you want to identify specific things and you want to discuss it. You know, how do we know we're hurting someone else? How, you know, you can, under, in Astvarim, in Astvarim, the Torah says you can't hurt other people. What are the type of words that hurt people? Why? And, and so on. You, you have to try to get a finger on specific things and put it under a Torah rubric. On Astvarim is a tremendous rubric. Um, taking achrayas and things like that. Those are all things that you can put under certain rubric and, and work with that. But yes, if they, if, if they haven't done it, we have to do it. That's, that's, that's our Christ. I'd like to put two questions together. Someone mentioned about youth at risk, which is definitely a topic which has come up over here. So someone said, should we be adapting and changing our mainstream approach because of this concern? And just couple that together with this question is also someone asked, do we always aim to be positive with our Tomida, given this phenomenon? how the changes that are made, sometimes we do need to give consequences to children. What are the effective consequences that can truly have an impact or change in our students? So, so I want to divide it into really two, two separate questions back. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to redivide it instead of merging, because I think we're hitting on two separate items and that we need to really think about. We understand and believe that a yeshiva with a curriculum is the best way to raise Erle Hayidin. Um, that learning is the best way to produce people that are engaged, and so on and so forth. There are some... It's, it's not a given. And, and I want to explain, because it has to be very nuanced. That the, that the best... That, that the Shar Harashi of Yiddishkeit is learning, that's 100%. That it's the healthiest, safest, best way that works for the most for most people, most of the time, yes, and that's what yeshivas are used on. But, an environment of sitting at a desk for so many hours, for a kid that can't, is not only not going to do it for him, turn him away. An environment that is um, that that demands a lot of learning for a kid who's not academically inclined is not going to do it. It doesn't happen in yeshivas. What happens is when kids mature, first of all, most most kids converge. A kid who couldn't sit still at 15 and and was running up and down the hallways at 22 can spend an hour or two at the gemara. He gets old enough, mature enough to know what not to do and how to keep out of pr- trouble. And, and it, f- it tends to sort of be able to manage with it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't do it for him. Uh, people who are very emotional, who have strong fire in them. There was somebody in our yeshiva, he was very music inclined. His father was extremely music inclined. His father was um, a big chazan someplace. And he was Israeli. And his father never learned yeshivas, never saw yeshiva in his life. He grew up religious uh, out of the country someplace. And um, was a good kid with a good heart, clueless about yeshiva, about learning. His kid got into it and was learning. The father came, the father was very husky yid. 
he came to visit his son in Shivas. And he tells me in the fifth, he says, you know, he was very puzzled. He said, Lomvin as Echa Briski Ma Elu. Like he 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 was a person who sang as the Shama out Nishmas, and that, that tied him into into the higher worlds. But that people arguing with Rama back and forth, how did it make you like where does the religious feeling come in? It, it, it was like he was honestly clueless. The um, it, people need emotional attachment. And for them, for some people, they do it. Um, in Chassidish Yeshivas, the Yeshiva is simply a place where it's, it's not for a long time in their lives. It's a very hot, intense, emotional atmosphere. So there's a lot of Yerushalayim talk, going to the mikveh. The learning is also an activity in, 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 in heating up and breaking it to her and Oyver Hashem and so on and so forth. And two years later they're married and, and on. That, that's, that's a chinuch that worked very well for the people that it worked very well. We need to recognize that taking someone who is not, who doesn't have it, it's a struggle. Now, we don't have not the financial wherewithal, not the manpower, and not the, not the experience to be able to, um, to make separate school tracks for every single person. But, depending again, the amount, the numbers, finding it's. Uh, it, 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 I, I, we're toying by us in, in the high school, the high school's gotten bigger, Hashem, to make a separate track that will work with kids like that on experiential level. Go to the Schlacht houses, learn about Shrita, learn about Trefus, um, look at Esrog, love them. It, it, the point is, it keeps them interested, it keeps them engaged, it's in the world of Kedusha, and it fits their personality. They're, 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 they're people of action. One of my children um, gave me a run for my money plus. And we, the kids grew up in Israel, and this kid, you know, like, when I come home, so today he happened to go to the Supreme Court to look at what was happening. He went to the Knesset, he went to Afghanistan, he went, he was always someplace where he shouldn't be, and, some, and, and not where he should be. And he told me, Abba, I need to have action. That was his description, it was a very, very uh, apt description. I mean, Baruch Hashem. I mean, Baruch Hashem. He's he's a fine Elchid and he's a wonderful person. But I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to how to do with it. So, if we give a kid like that a tough kid, you're the one that. So, a kid who could be sitting and learning, and you, and you engage him in doing all sorts of things and all sorts of activities, you um, you, you you take him away from learning, and that's that's wrong. That's bad. But for other kids. And take a look around. Let's take a look around in society around us. So we talk about learning and Torah and this and that. But th- th- there are people, Baruch Hashem, Zachinu, that Oisig and Torah and Valayla, and that's who they are. There are people who work very hard, and their connection to this guy is they support these people. Um, it, it, they're, not, they're not people who can sit and, and harv over Ashbod, nor... Would that connect them to Yiddishkeit? Their connection is to work 22 hours a day, to pull a big deal, and then to be able to, 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 to support their favorite yeshiva, or to do this or that, the other thing. We have, to be, we have to understand, there are different personalities, and it's unthinkable that a kid who can't sit still for a minute, that will do it for him. Now, the kid has to be able to learn some, so we have to figure out learning that works for the kids. But more important is... A tough kid, your role is to make sure things are happening. Your role, a kid can't feel third and fourth rate. 
and expect him to 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 grow up to be uh, to, to be part of it. So if a kid goes through high school and be smedish and he feels part like garbage, then it takes an incredible person to be able to say, okay, I know people consider me like garbage, but me and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I, I, that, that's, those type of people, I'd go for a bracha to them. That's not, that's not normal. And you need to be able to explain to him, this is your role. This is what you're doing. You're the one that's making sure this happens. You're the one that's doing this. You're the one that's doing that. And, and using seichel and giving kids roles where they feel good. Yes, sorry. Second part of the question. Let's leave that a minute. I, I think it's each one is it, 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 they have two separate topics. And I think they're very important to discuss. Aaron Shomkov. Um, I know that there's a chashva sefer written a little bit about this topic. It's called the for life. Uh, how do we? So which discusses I know this sugya, but how do we in elementary school balance the on the one hand putting the mitzvahim on a pedestal? They're the ones that, that are capable of learning and excel in learning. And those that need this, this ability to have a separate tafkir, to be vocational, to be great in the choir, all of those things, mitzat shady, how do we talk out of both sides of the mouth and not showing them that they're in the edit? It's, it's very hard to tell the boy, your tafkir is that you're going to be the Rebbe's shamish and you're going to take the water and you're going to sing in the choir to the Q&A on Friday. And he shouldn't feel like a b'diyevet. On the other hand, you want those that are in Zion and learning to know that they are the pair of clubs. So, so I have a heart on that. Um, it's important to be mishabeach, not so much the net knowledge that the kid knows. You might have a photographic memory and just know it. To the amount of work that they put in, the haravanya that a kid puts in is what we should put on a pedestal. You know, he did it, he worked hard, and look what he's accomplished. Um, there's enough message given over about the importance of learning that I think stressing and, 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 and having a, an occasion to talk about the kid who sings well, the choir, let's say, or the Davin Zalfiyam, and say, you know, Chaim really inspired us with the Davin today. You could tell that, that, that you know, there was so much there. You could say, it's because of Yaakov that this place has been set up the way it is, and that's why he's a Mazaka Rabbim. Wow, he's a Mazaka Rabbim, and Mazaka Rabbim is in Shire. Find the different titles and the different places where, where the Torah speaks about it, and give it to each person. I, I think that, that Talmud at the end of the day, the kid who gets the hundreds will feel good about it. But um, I can tell you, the person who I looked, my own role model for Chinech was Reb Zayd Lepstein, RJJ. He was an incredible person. The more, the, the more I look back, the more, in every way, he was, he was, a, he was a Chacham and Ish Emes and Kuloi, Shem Shemayim and everything and he, every kid felt good by him and he was able to, to I, I, the story I told is I came to him at the end of high school with a decision, I want to go to Seoul I, I, I didn't want to go to stay in America you know, there was a lot of difficulties then in those days sitting and learning and I was sitting with him deciding between Demir, Panovich I think or whatever and he had a very serious discussion his attitude was very positive Baruch Hashem, we're thinking of Mir Oponovich, and this is Milas here, this is Milas there, and so on and so forth. A boy after me was 
at the bottom in, in Yiddishkeit, very, very bright boy, and his decision was to go to NYU or City College. I'm talking about, without yeshiva. And Reb Zayla, the same thing, sitting with him, this is a better environment, that's a better environment, this, that. He felt the same Tzumas Lev in his world as I felt in my world. Um, understanding in this person's world, this child's world, this is his Makam Avayis Hashem. So to give him the, 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 the backing for that Nekuda is, is, is important. And, and I think for most kids it will be that way. At the end of the day, the handful that will stand out as Ge'oinim and Gedolim is a percentage, by definition. There's just X amount of, of, of Ge'oinim in, in, a, in a class. And most other kids at some point will realize they're okay. The, 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 and understanding to be proud of the person's Mezaka Sarabim, proud to the person's Mevata, proud to the person who, who turned on people with, 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 with his Nagina and his Tam. You know, finding roles for each person and praising the effort they put in and the good they accomplished is critical. There's a big difference whether we have 5% tremendous Matzliach and 80% did fine and 20% very difficult. It's a big difference how, how the figures will, will, will rearrange. I, I, you know, take a look at people. Unfortunately, we write books about great people. Rabbi Neuberger, Rabbi Tolin Neuberger's Heine created Tyra. And he himself was a business person. That, that was his personality. And he did it with his chachma, with his shemayim, with his, with his skills, with everything. Look at Moshe Shara. Look at all these people who, who, who accomplish great things because they use their kaiches in a way. And, you know, in terms of Zika Rabbim, you know, who knows? So, so being able to, to, to present the right role models, the right people is... Maybe one more story apropos to this. I, I was in eighth grade. It's just a sense of how schools. We had Tuvia Goldstein as a Rebbe. Tuvia Goldstein was a major poisic, a mekalocha. I don't know if I see somebody smiling. I don't know if you. Um, but in those days, he taught eighth grade, and uh, and uh, we had. I remember we had about him. There was an Oritz in the class. There was David Oritz was in the class. There, there was an Oritz here. The, the, he was he um, he, uh, he was in the class. He was the Chasher Bacher. And at the end of the year, Pe'ilim used to raise money by um, having, in those days, nobody had cars. People went to camp with a bus. The problem was everybody had a trunk. They didn't have valises, they had trunks. So where's the room on the bus? So um, a truck of sorts would come before, take all the trunks up to camp. So it costed whatever it costed. So Pe'ilim would get yeshiva volunteer, they would drive trucks and bring up the trunks to the camp, and the money went to Pilim. That was the model. So it was like a three-day, a three-day affair. So, so they asked for volunteers, to be spoke about how important it is, and how chashiv it is, and this and that, and a few guys volunteered. Included in that was the best book in the class. He came back, he got it over his head. So the Baruch was very upset. He told him, Tuvi, you told the class how wonderful this grade is, and now you have kindness to me? He said, why don't you understand? You sit and learn, and you're the one that leads the learning in the class. When you go, the learning falls apart. So your achrayas is sit here. Other Bachrim, their achrayas do that. Everyone has their achrayas. 
And it was a message that came across in those days. You know, Akash Baruch put a person, each person, what he needs to do, where, where he belongs. Um, we, we need to be able to do it, because that's, that's the reality. Yes? Houston, Texas. What about the shmooze that I heard growing up so much, that you could be a gadol if you just cared enough? If you just, if you just died and they care, you could be the next environment of Beyonce. <laughs> I don't know. Shmuz, I of course I could be the next Rebbe Chmiel Garfield if I try hard. I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll share a story. I, I was my kids. My, my, I lived in that for twenty five years. My kids went to Chayda there and this and that. So one of my kids learned. In, in Hamasara, which is considered a, a drop more of a put-together cheder. It's still part of the old school, a little bit more put-together, and they had a chagasiyum, a graduation. So it, was a, it really was an amazingly good cheder. They had and her hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. It was, it was one, run, one person mamished on top of it. It was, it was, it was a very special cheder. But they had a graduation. They had 120 kids graduate 8th grade. So we were there, and the, one of the 8th grade rebbeim was the master of ceremonies, and he was very, very, he was like, I don't know, all over the place, and he said, Rabbi Isai, we just got a call that one of the is going, to, is going to grace our assemblage. Everybody, please rise. Everybody stood up. Rabbi Isai, will everyone sit down except for these 120 boys? I'm going to sit down. Here he is. One of those 120 boys is next God Ladar. I said to him, I didn't say anything, because, you know, I know no one not to talk, but I, I asked myself, so does that mean there's 119 failures over here? That's an amazingly, that's, a, that's an amazing percentage of failures. What does that mean? I, I, I personally don't believe that, and, and I, I don't think it's true. First of all, the word Gadol Hadar is a relative term. You know, Shmuel Bedoro and Yiftach Bedoro, so do you want to be a Yiftach? Do you want to Shmuel? And, and it's, it doesn't say, it's not true. I mean, it, it's, I've written something, I'm hopefully it'll be published soon, for Yeshiva Bachrim, and I speak about this, and I bring many Mikors, that's absolutely not true. The Ramam says, everyone can be like Moshe Rabbeinu. He can be a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what it says. He can be Moshe Rabbeinu's darga, not a Talmud Chacham Moshe Rabbeinu. You can't. It's, a, it, it's one of the Gimel Ikrim. Um, you, the, 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 every single person has tremendous godless. It's not something that's compared to other people. And that's where you make a problem. If a person is able to internalize it, um, I'll show you another story. It's a, it's a, I came to that in 1970. I had relatives in Tel Aviv. And I went there for Shabbos. He was a, he was a very chashavid. He was a rebbe for many years in, in, in a yeshiva there. He was already older and retired. He was just sitting and learning when I came. And Shabbos and I went for a walk. And in those days, Tel Aviv still had a lot of traditional Eden, you know, traditional Balabatish from. It wasn't like today. It was still, there was still some, some semblance of it. And I was walking myself. I just took a, a walk um, down one of the main streets there. And an elderly couple of, from people, very Balabatish, came over. They asked me where I'm from, what I'm doing. So I'm, I said, I'm from America. I'm learning Yeshiva in the beer. And they looked at me and they said, we also, we have one son, we have one child, and he's learning, and Baruch Hashem, he's a real Tamad Chacham. And something struck me. I said, in America, 
People would say he's the best Baruch in Lakewood. They didn't say he's a real Talmud Chacham. They would always measure, even if a parent was proud of their son in yeshiva in those days, it would be because he was the best in Lakewood. But the idea that he's a Talmud Chacham, that he knows that, that he's, that, 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 that it's, Godless is personal. A big person, a small person, a personal measure. And, and I think that's part of our problem. So it takes, so Rachmiel Garfield in sixth grade bought into it, in eighth grade bought into it. At some point, you stop buying into it and you say, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to be number one, I'm not going to be number two, I'm number three. I'm, I'm not sure where, but, but not. So then pack your valises and go. And, and you realize it's, it, it's not. What is true is every person can be a big person, a very big person, but, but that's a personal measure. And, and, and so again, kids that are that, are that, 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 that age is hard, but a high school kid sh- should be given a sense because that's attainable, that's, that's real, it's emis. When, when you're competing, so competing with the other person. So God Lador is, 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 is the one that, you know, you, you get the pictures in the, in the Yated. That's the problem with it. It's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's something which is A, achievable by one person, and it's something which is more gaiva than, than real. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the Yeshiva is saying how the Bakr is in Yeshiva and he's not in Matsuya, he's going to push Sadas. Yeah. Let's say Bakr go to Yeshiva, go for 9th and 10th grade, and made it flow through the system, but by 11th grade, you know he's going to have that Khalish Sadas, a Shahatan community. Does the Yeshiva, the yeshiva tell him in the beginning, don't come, he'll have that rejection in the beginning, go find a place that he's in Matsuya from the start? Or does the Yeshiva just take him and then deal with it when it comes? So, so again, you're talking about a school. That's serving. It, it's a few schools are serving community, and this school is serving stronger kids, or it's one school serving community. There's a few issues. There's, there's issue, if this is if this is the place where he naturally belongs, so let's say I know all kids with pays behind their ears go to this yeshiva. I'm just picking some something. So this is the place where this kid would normally go because of where he's coming from, the environment, and so on. So then the school needs to be able, at the end of the day, if you have 30 Bachim in a class, you're going to have two or three that stand out, five that are Mitzianim, 25 that are Bainanim, and, 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 and X amount that are struggling. Every group, it's, it's, it's a Miman of Shach. There's always going to be disparity. Isn't it? So what you need to do when you're speaking and developing the Pneumius of a Bacha, it's to talk about yourself and your achievements, and, and, and being proud of yourself, not measuring it with other people. That's, that's part of the core of Chinuch. That the she'ifa should not be to be the best bacha because you're not going to be a bacha. And, and it's a she'ifa. Why do you want to be the best bacha in the class? You want to be who you are, what you are, to its maximum. And, 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 and I think that that's a message that would produce a lot more people um, developing themselves in the long haul. In life, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to everything, it's always going to be a continuum. Some people are going to be on Mashpani Oretz, some people are going to be okay, some are going to struggle. The, the idea of, of your chilek is miyuchah to you, and that's ashkacha, and that's who you need to be, is, is, is the most important lesson for life in every area. Have a channel this morning. Say it? Yes. My mouth, my mouth channels. From where? I'm sorry? From where? 
um, Queen's Brooklyn. Yeah. My yeshiva system is not working that way as much as we'd love to do it. The yeshiva system, is, the way it's working here, in, at least in, in the New York area, has to know Gemara. If you don't know Gemara, you're just not anybody. The kids who can't learn Gemara just can't crack the code. They're great at everything else. They're good singers, they're good math, they're good at everything else. But they just can't do Gemara. They feel like failures. And we're setting the system up that since Gemara means so much, we're setting the system up for, for more failures than we can handle. So even if you're going to go over to each Tom and Tommy's a great singer, it doesn't do him anymore. Because unless he's good in Gemara, he's nobody. That's how you feel. We have a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of kids, at least a couple for every class, that are falling off the side of the side. So, yes, it's a problem. So, a, a, few, a few, again, it's a few, a few positive suggestions. One is, even in Gemara itself, depending on how many kids you have, how many tracks, um, having classes that focus more on knowing and, and so on, the different skill levels. Um, kids at a certain age may be good at learning the Gemara, basically, but may be struggling with lambdas and they just don't get it. It's not for them. To find a class where they feel good about, they learn through all the Gemaras on the sugya. It's finding ways that, that take what they can do and, and do it well. I remember when I was in the mirror, halacha was looked down upon. That was the Mitzvah, that was the, the, the yeshiva, the attitude. There were two or three Bachrim who really liked halacha, were really into it, learning it. So, in the main, you could, you, know, you could do your own thing also, so they did it. Two of those Bachrim are today major poiskin. That, 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 and, they, and are they inferior? Yes, because the yeshiva was set up with a certain angle of learning, they weren't Tavis Markham. But, I mean... It, 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 their world is as big as the other world. In learning itself also, there's some boys who like concrete things. So if you have enough kids, for some Bachim to learn, some, for some boys it's, it's, the, it's the abstract nature of it. Chazak, amigo, a this, a that. It, it's not the type of thing that talks to them. So for them, talking about things that are metzias goes much better. And again, you have to dress it up. They're doing the, 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 the Shabbos track. They're doing this track, the other track. So at least, if, if you're doing something that you enjoy and you're good at and you connect to, it's critical. So you can try that. And on a personal level, in, in, in having, when, you're, when you have a musavat, you're not just hacking musa, you're developing the bacha. And you're giving them a message, who you are, what you are, how do you value yourself, how come different people are different, how come, and, and, and that's a format where you can, Talk about each person finding his own connection, so on. It, it, part of the Musa, we think of Musa as being a way to enforce the school rules, but it's not. It's the way to build the Bach's sense of what life is about and and who they are. And I think that that's critical. Okay, that's a, that's a, I've, I've already. Long forgotten. What's the second this? part of the question was in our, our quest to always be positive, just by the positive, you know, the consequences sometimes are not a worthy effect of consequences that truly have an impact and change. So a consequence should be seen as a reminder, just like if you if you're running and you didn't look at the wall, then then the wall 
hitting the wall as a consequence that of your running recklessly. I think understanding that you know a tzibur needs to have a gather. If you run a foul together, so this reminds us. It, 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 it depends how a consequence is dressed up. And yes, consequences are very important. So it's true about Vatera and it's true about life. But understanding it as, you know, when we put consequences down, we help remind ourselves what's right and what's wrong. And it's a consequence, and next time um, you'll do better. That's the, that's the way we should treat it. Consequences, not a black mark against you. It's, it's a way where the Metzius teaches you, just like if you run and you, and you run into a wall, it's a consequence of not looking where you ran. It's, so next time, you're a little more careful. And I think school rules should be just that way. The tzura is a tzura, and there we have it. We forget sometimes. So consequences are, are reminders to us that when we step over the line, um, it pushes back. And that helps us keep in line. I, I, let them understand that. A Rebbe once asked this question, but what are the red lines in luck as far as embarrassing a student? So I, I just read recently from or someone else that there's no head to ever to embarrass the child publicly. Embarrassing is, is very devastating for a child. Um, and there, so, so you can you you can tell a child stop or something, but the minute you tell a child something difficult, cynical, or something like that, he's he's, he's a human being. Believe it or not, children are human beings, and sometimes we, we we wonder. But but at the end of the day, is embarrassing a child publicly is like is like embarrassing an adult publicly. You have to feel that there is a, a justification, not just that you're sick and tired. It's a big mistake. You know, it's yes, it's it's. A, I'm, I'm also in the field. I also know it, but there is no head to, for it unless you need to, to get the child to stop doing something crazy where 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 he'll hurt himself or someone else. But if not, you can sit down afterwards and say, let's let's go over what uh, I had. Well, speaking about Rabbi Lepstein, he you know, and his godless. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have zeichet to have him in 11th and 12th grade. And in Camp Colvina, he was he was the rabbi in, in, in two interim years. So it was really it was incredible experience with with, with Adam Gadol. And I remember in, in the in, in camp, he told somebody, you know, if I was the type of person that would get angry, you know what I would say? I would say this. 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 What can I do? I just can't get angry. So he got the message. Everyone laughed. And um, and but he was able. It, it was incredible. He, he he was able to do it in a way where it was humorous, pleasant, but clear. And uh, it, it, he was a very Icelandic person. And it's hard to it's, you can't just emulate him. But I can't remember where 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 whatever he could he could say this. He could say that. He could he could become serious. But every tenure of his was was so Arabic. It was natural, but there never ever was a time when he told somebody something that would be in any way poking funny, humiliating. He, he could he could criticize, but he would criticize in a very um, in a very matter of fact way that you know I think this should be this way, I think it should be that way. It, it, it was incredible. I. I, I 
you know, it's one of those things. As as you move on, you begin to realize what what are other godless. So I got a, a number of the questions came in beforehand when I came here, and there was this booklet on everyone's table. So I don't want to embarrass the person who wrote it, but <laughs> he's he's not a child. It's okay. <laughs> so what are the, the ups and what are the pitfalls and the dangers of chat? GBT. So as Chatoini mask, I don't know. I, I, I am at, I'm, I'm at some point in life. I, I gave up keeping up with technology. I, it's, uh, whatever, whatever. I, I got up to a certain age, but, but I will speak with Claudius about it. This depends on different um, communities. It depends on different shitas nashkafes. So I'm speaking for myself and. From where, I, from, from where I've been last 25 years or so, and my sense of it. I don't think Isurim ever really worked. I don't think it can work. Um, there, there is a tshuva rashbats to somebody. It's interesting how when you look at old tshuva's farm, they sometimes see so contemporary where he was speaking about people in shul who leave by Haftarah and some don't even bother to come back from Musaf. So he says, Avaditz Avil, they should get a knas, but don't put out a cherem because cheremim lose their effectivity at some point. And using your cherem card too many times is going to destroy it totally. So he writes. So when we come up with his surim on things that are going to be mutter, the next year, and they're going to become a chui of the, the, the year after that, I, I, what's the point of it? I don't think it's right. We missed the chance. Everything that's coming out that is in, in the world of technology is a tool. It's powerful, it's going to become ubiquitous, and it carries tremendous problems. But the, the luxury of saying it doesn't exist, we don't have. So, I, I, I mean, I think, it, and we always, we, we keep on, so now email is mutter, but this is asa. And, and soon that will be asa. What kids need to understand is, so when you just present it as something terrible and bad and naira, then at some point they realize it's not, or, or, or they get into it, and that's it. A big, a big, huge wall a lot of times just tempts kids and once they scale the wall and see it they, they realize, hey somebody once said there were two Munkach Chassidim walking, Munkach was fiery anti-Aguda, anti- he was even to write a Satma and one person, tell me what is this Dafayemi that the Rebbe is so fired up about so he said, I'll tell you the truth, he said, I don't know exactly but rest assured it's Malik Firaminus. When you tell a kid, this thing is dust, thing is dust, thing is. And then the office is using it. And, and the, the Yid who, 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 you know, who, who's supporting the yeshiva is using it. This one and that one, the other one. And, and so we need to. So depending on the society, in a place where this will not be negative kids, why bring it in? But in a place where sooner or later they'll get a handle on it, talking and explaining why it's something that is 
um, not recommended or why it's something that needs a tremendous adherence um, and so on is, is, um, is important. What, put, when you teach kids that smartphones are usser and they're terrible and they're more like minus, it could work. But the day gets a smartphone, so once he's already a kaif in a minute, might as well do it the mahadrin. He doesn't understand that there's a music of self-discipline. And the real issue with it is the ability to control yourself. How long, what, when, for what purpose. Those are the skills of life. So, so um, anything that's going to become as ubiquitous as, as, as chat GPT, it's, it's just a question of you know, how far, how long, how quick. So in those, in those places where it's part of that world, being mechanic the kids to it, I think is important. They should understand what's wrong with it. They should understand why is it, it's a, it's a tool that carries in it the risk of losing any skill of yours. You will not be able to write anything. You'll not be able to think and, and understand what the problem is with it. I, I think, and again, this is older kids, obviously. This is a, a young kid, shouldn't, shouldn't, but older kids should understand why it is to, that the effort to write your own thoughts in your own words is, 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 is brings you out. And if not, you'll never talk. You're always going to be babbling to somebody else's mouth and not a particularly bright one. It, it's, it's important for kids to get that because once they're kind of that you said, they themselves will be able to, 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 to do what's right. So it's, it's a longer road, it's a harder road. And the same thing like the internet, same thing like everything. It's, it's a tool... That is going to be that is going to become impossibly without, and it's a tool that the answer is to use it with a lot of self-discipline and a lot of chachma rather than just bend it outright. Any further questions? Not of this. Okay. Well, before I go back to why yes, go ahead, yes, please. Why does it seem like whenever something? Don't go and turn this around. So. So why does it seem like whenever something does come out, the knee-jerk reaction is to say that it's us, or? I don't know. Ask them. I, I'll tell you the truth. I really, I, you know, I understand, I understand why. I, I understand why it, 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 you know, it, it becomes a, a tremendous, it's a tidal wave of, of all of a sudden you're swamped. But I do think that at the end of the day, look at it. Everything came in, and, and, and it's part of life. So it, if we don't have the chinuch to do things, in a, in a sort of way, a sort of way we're, we're lacking it. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think it's a. I mean, go go through the things that you remember that there were usser, and then they became, um, and then they became and then they're, and then they're part and parcel of everything. I, I mean, Zelig told me once. I once asked him about something that was acid, and also just many years ago, he was the dastayer of, of the yeshiva. Myself, he told me in America, Zelig is is your dastayer. And I used to go to him and the Chachma and the, and the Godless and everything about him. And he told me that he very much, he thinks, exactly like that service Rashbats, that flat Isurim are the worst things possible. He said they came to me a few years ago at answering, they want to ask videos. A group of very Chash came to asking videos. He said, Do I like videos? Do I want videos? But answering is, 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 doesn't, is, 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 not, is not a mahalach. So he said, sure enough, two years later, that yeshiva showed a video at its dinner. So, so what, it, what does it teach people? It teaches people that isurim are just pro forma. They're not emis. He said, you don't, you're not mechanech. It's, it's a hefer. It's a, you know, I, I, 
I know what to say. It's uh, you know, on the one hand, people you know gallop down like some people gallop every new narish kite and they go headfirst into it and 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 drown in it. On the other hand. When you answer it, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, it, down the road, it, 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 it's there. Any questions from the floor before I go back to my prepared speech? Anyone get a question? Go ahead, sure. At Frank Alga, North Main Beach, Florida. I was wondering if I could ask a child um, how to handle something I'm hoping this retreat lasts a long time when I get back to Yeshiva. I have to handle the following. And but it's possible to maybe too specific, but um, before I left, I found out that an eighth grader in our Yeshiva went into the science cabinet and he took out a small um, vial of red dye and he squirted a couple of drops into the 100 gallon fish tank that we have in the hallway. And pretty soon, the whole yeshiva saw, the 150 boys saw the um, water turning red, and all the fish died. So I want to ask the Rashiva any guidance how one would handle such a situation. That's one of the reasons we pre-submit questions. I'm, I'm resisting the puns about the Red Sea. That you know, the, 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 what? Yeah, the, so the real, the real first question is, um, what what went on? In other words, the the kid squirting the red stuff in it. Why is he? What, what's happening? Is there some reason why he's out to wreak havoc? It's one thing, Lamashal, if it was readily available and you put it in, so that's, one, that's an impulsive type thing, kid. This is premeditated. I think getting a handle on where the kid is coming from, there are two parts to it. One is, because of the school, for, for discipline reasons, there needs to be a consequence. Um, and the question, the second question is, what's really going on? Um, I'll, I'll well, I'll share a story I've said a few times that stunned me once. There was a boy by us in our high school many years ago who was um, he, he was disinterested, unengaged, wouldn't daven. Wouldn't daven Bishamay from that. And Rabbi Yitzhak, who actually was supposed to be here, um, was his Rebbe. And he sat down and he said, tell me, why don't you daven? Why is it? What is it? And the kid told him, my father beats me up every day. And every day I'm a spal to Hashem, and I say, Hashem, stop my father. And finally, yesterday, I said, Hashem, this is your last chance. And guess what? My father threw me down a flight of stairs. I'm finished. That's a very different... That's, and, and it's not as uncommon, maybe not this level, but a lot that goes on in a home that you don't know about. What is this kid so angry about? What is this kid... Like we spoke about therapy. It, it's, it takes chachma to try to understand. So there's two parashas here. One sugi is a school needs rules. You did this type of thing. The hef said you did so on and so forth. We'll have a consequence that sort of makes sense. But then we have to ask ourselves... It, it was very premeditated. 
he, he, he knew what he was looking for, he knew he was going to do it, and so on and so forth. Is there something more going on? And that's going to be the real issue. So, so uh, you need to, to, to divide it between the rules of the school is just because that's how a school teaches. We teach just like we teach text, we teach life. You do something wrong, there's a consequence. You cause the hefzid, how do we pay back the money for those fish? You know, and, and again, you, you don't want to kill the kid, but you want the kid as an eighth grader to be able to, 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 to handle paying some money for it, doing something, talking with the kid and, and, and getting it. But then the real question is, is there a lot more going on? And, and unless you, 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 you could put a finger on it, then you haven't, that's the tip of the iceberg. The fish and the, and the, and the dye is the tip of the iceberg. Yes, yeah. yes uh, this story happens to be uh, yes, Any more questions we have? Yes. On that case, the Rosh Hashimah is describing, Yitzchak's name is Baltimore. Yeah. Does that warrant the Child Protective Services School if you find out that a parent threw a child down, down the chair, down the steps, and it's constantly hitting him? The answer is yes. The answer is that the person is a rodef, and the child is, you know, that's the answer. The answer is yes. It happened a long time ago. I don't, I don't know what more developed, but of course. So we have a follow-up question on technology? Sure. Hi, Mishwata. The Rosh Hashiva said that it's important to emulate to the children and teach them the concept of how to deal with technology. There's been a movement with Mechachim to switch to flip phones instead of the smartphones. Is that, in essence, looking at a lot of the children, their parents have the smartphones, and they're looking at the rebellion as if they're over the hill and have no idea what technology is, or maybe it's better for the rebellion to teach them the proper way with technology. So I think the Edsom having um, a flip phone is, is a message, and you can explain and say, listen, somebody who's in business and people are ordering all the time and who knows what, the companies is that's how they're linked up needs to have it. It's for me it would be more convenient to have it, but for that convenience I'm paying with constant bittel Torah with this net. I made the cheshbon, and for me a flip phone is enough. It's a little bit more of a bother, but lemaisa. That I think is a, is, a, is a very good lesson for the kids. That itself is a lesson for the kids. It, it, the rule of technology should be if you don't need it. Then, then it's wasting. It's wasting time. It's in, it's putting in danger. What you need, you need. What you don't need, you don't need. And and I think having a flip phone is a very powerful statement. Any other questions on the floor? Yes, over here. Uh, um, we spoke about many things here tonight, and I see yeshivas have SEL curriculums and Midas curriculums, and then there's the Chavetz Chaim curriculum, and then there's. Uh, a hundred other ones, the Korean curriculum, etc., etc. There's no curriculum for Chumash, there's no curriculum for Gemara, and we're talking about all the things that parents don't do today and don't teach the kids their parents. When do we make that shift to love? My understanding is Shulba Kamala said you're supposed to teach Taira. After that is the Christ of the parents, and we're moving, when to become Oishi and become a different type of a school. How do, how do we balancing this? So, okay. Whatever the kid needs in order to learn Torah, we have to teach. So the marshal, we teach Kriya. We teach, we put an emphasis on it, because without reading, they can't learn. 
if a kid doesn't have basic Yerushimayim, Derechesh, something like that, then he's not going to learn. He may, he may in school go through emotions, get the grades, and so on. But to build a Yid, and, and really that's what we're doing. So when kids have from home the basics, you can focus on the Gemara and Taisvis. But if a kid is missing it, then what are we building on? Then, then, then the day he becomes old enough, he's going to move on. It, and, and, and that's going to... It, it, it's, it's like you're building a house on no foundation. So it's, it's the, depending on the, on the environment and on the, on the community you're in, if the kids don't have the foundation, again, we have to give it. That's, that's before anything else. If Yeros is not I'm talking about the appreciation, the hakara of what Torah is, what Yiddishkeit is, what a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. Uh, we can't take it for granted, unfortunately. Just one last question. Yeah. We teach our children that Yidin are special, that we're special people, but we expect them also to sometimes respect the general studies teachers, many of them as we find are worthy, and especially in today's day and age, sometimes they're way off base from where we're at. So, how do we help to bridge that? <laughs> so, I think the first thing is teaching that was special, we should teach it. What it means is we hold ourselves to a higher standard. The most we demand of a Musa'ilam is Zayin Mitzvahs. What we demand of a Yid is Tayag Mitzvahs. And one of the Nyanim we demand is Chavi Varashim B'Tzalam. Derheretz and things of that nature are things that are, um, that are our Chiyuv to respect a person for being a person. There's a second Indian. I've got one of the who speaks about Cheresh Zakal. I don't remember who it is. That the, the reason why you can't be Mekal Cheresh is because, it, in other words, the Torah is telling it that way. Don't think that the Isser of Ben Adam Chaveri is only f- because you're hurting the other person. Acting in a way that's not right is a Shchas of your Nefesh. If you act disrespectfully, it's not only the feelings of that person, it's, it's your own cheapness. Something about you that you can't be mechavid at Surah Saddam is, 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 is wrong. And, and therefore, it's part of who we are as Yidin that if a human being walks in, we respect. There's a certain level of elementary respect. Somebody who's a Yisrael is a different level. Someone who's, who's, who's a God of Batera is a different level. But Surah Adam, Chaviv Adam Shiva B'Tzalem is a Mishnah. And therefore, if we don't respect it, we're missing something. And I think it's, it's a very important lesson. Because at the end of the day, if they don't respect another person, they don't respect a Yid, they don't respect a Godel, unless it's their particular Rebbe. Anyone else is, 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 is not worthy of respect. It's, it's a Midah Mushchesas of not having their Heretz. And, 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 and I think that's the best place to start with, is to say, as a Yid, we expect something out of it, very different. Your, your bearing, your manner, your, your relation to a person is a Mishnah. Chibi Yaseira is going to be rest on the Chiba. If the original Chiba is zero, so the Chibi Yaseira may be a, a fraction. If the original Chiba for, for, for Tzuras Adam is, is, is 100, so for, 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 for Yisrael it's going to be 150. That, that, that I think is the lesson we should teach. Okay. I'd like to ask a question. Yeah. Um, 
like to thank the Hiroshima Connect of everyone. I think that we all now here could probably spend the rest of the evening speaking to the Rosh Hashiva, but we want to thank the Hiroshima for kind of giving us. It's all for so much thought. It's a wonderful way to start our conference and networking and speaking to each other, and we definitely have our work it's, it's, it's a very special spending with, with people who wrestle with all these issues. Uh, it's, it's, it's real life issues, and uh, we wrestle with it. So. Okay, we said. When's Barrett? What's this? Now, okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.